0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're in the second chapter of Mark now, beginning the second chapter of Mark. And let me encourage you as we uh, talk through these passages. As you read the Gospels, always go and check out the cross references and the other Gospels. Like uh, I'm hoping to go through the first maybe twelve verses today, just to give this account of what happens of Mark two. But Matthew eight gives an, I mean Matthew nine also gives an account of it, and Luke five. Sometimes I will go back and cross reference them and chase them. Sometimes I don't. Basically, going through Mark, I'm not planning on doing that too much, but I may from time to time. Uh, also, don't let a spirit of familiarity rob you of the truths that the Lord wants to show you. So often we'll go, oh, I know that story. I know what that's about. And we think we know it all. But just, you know, read it, give close attention. So here's Mark chapter 2, verse 1 says this. When he, that's Jesus, had come back to Capernaum several days afterwards, it was heard that he was at home. So remember everything that we saw in the first chapter, what the Lord had done. Uh, he left, he'd come in the synagogue, he'd had an encounter uh, with a demon, remember that? He was healing people, people were being brought to him. He healed a, uh, a leper and he told the leper not to tell anybody, but the leper went around and told everybody. So Jesus couldn't even go into uh, cities after that time. He had to stay out in unpopulated areas and the people came to him. So it's after all this happened, several days later, he goes back to Capernaum, which is now his home. Verse two of Mark two. And many were gathered together. So they gathered together around Jesus, so that there was no longer room, not even near the door. And He was speaking the word to him So they gathered together with Him. They're in a the house. They're in a the thing, and they're so they're so crowded that there's no room, not even near the door. There's some interesting ideas behind this one that I encountered a while back, and I'm not even going to go into it because I don't think it's true, but I'm just going to use this as an example to tell you. Uh, Beware, okay? Just beware because a lot of times people come up with strange things. So Jesus is there. It's packed. He's speaking to them. Verse 3. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. So we have someone who's paralyzed. He's being carried in a stretcher. We'll see that in a moment, by four men, and they come to Jesus. But they're, verse 4, being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And so they couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd, so they go up on the roof, they remove the roof, and they drop him down through the roof, and they drop him right in front of Jesus. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic. Now, whose faith was it that he saw? Was it the faith of the paralytic or was it the faith of the uh, four friends? Well, sort of in the context, it's the faith of all of them, probably. But really, these four friends, these four men are being emphasized right here. This is the four men that brought the paralytic. The four men dug through the roof. The four men lowered the pallet. So, but I think it's probably all five of them. He, Jesus sees their faith and he says to the paralytic, sons, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> Jesus does this all the time. He will respond in a way that is not at all what we were expecting. And seeing this kind of thing is seeing their faith, you would expect them to say, okay, you're healed, right? No. He starts off by saying, hey, son, and he calls him son, literally child, your sins are forgiven. Well, you can imagine verse 6, but some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their heart. Now notice this. The scribes are where? They're sitting there. They're in the room, and they're seated. They're not standing at the door. Not They're not standing around the edges. They're not standing outside. They are there in the midst of this, and they see all this, and they're reasoning in their heart. In other words, they're thinking in their heart. What are they thinking? Well, we're told in verse 7, Here's what they're thinking. Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? So they were thinking about this, because what did Jesus just say? Son, your sins are forgiven. They're thinking, how can he do that? Only God alone can forgive sins. This guy's blaspheming. (laughs) Verse 8, what's Mark's favorite word? Yep, immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit, that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, Why are you reasoning about these things in your hearts? So Jesus knew what they were thinking. How did he know? It says Jesus aware in his spirit that they were reasoning. So he knew within his spirit. He knew because Father and Holy Spirit revealed to him what they were reasoning, what they were thinking. You know that the Lord will do the same today. He will do the same for us as believers. There's times when he reveals to us things that there's no way that we would know. A word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. Okay? A word of understanding. Insight into some things. Some enlightenment. Some revelation. But there's no way in the natural that we would know. But it comes from the Lord. So the Lord had done this. So here's what Jesus says. Why why are you thinking this way? Why are you reasoning this way? Why are you thinking about these things in your heart? Verse 9. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. So he's dealing with a couple of things here. He's dealing with the things that what we call in the natural, the physical body, right here. This guy is still a paralytic. He's still laid out on the pallet right here. So Jesus is saying, which one's easier to do? Why are you thinking about this stuff in your mind like that? Why are you accusing me of blasphemy? Which is easier to do? To say, get up you know, be healed from this and walk away, or to say your sins are forgiven, that which in the spirit realm, the unseen realm, which is easier to say. Jesus says this. He doubles down on it. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Remember what the issue is. The issue is they're thinking in their mind, how dare he say this? He's blaspheming. What is he doing? Only God can forgive sin. But now Jesus is saying, So that you will know something. So that you know the Son of Man. And he calls himself the Son of Man all the way through. And that has connotations all the way back to the book of Daniel that these religious rulers knew about. So that just graded them every time he said Son of Man. They knew what he was saying. So he's saying, so that you know Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. So he's telling the reason why he's about to do what he's about to do. And he's saying, I'm doing this to where you can see that I have authority to forgive sins. And by their own thoughts, if he has authority to forgive sins, that means that he is God. And boy, they knew all this, folks. They knew this when Jesus was saying this this way. So he says, so that you will know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Verse 11, he looks to the man and says, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. And he got up immediately, picked up his pallet, and went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this, these remarkable things, as Luke called it, that they had seen. Notice what the man did. He did exactly what Jesus said to do in exact order, in exact way. He got up. He immediately picked up his pallet. He didn't sit there and dawdle and do anything like this. He did what he told him to do. Jesus says, I want you to get up. I want you to pick up your pallet, and I want you to go home. He got up, he picked up his pallet, and he went out the sight of everyone. And everybody's just dumbfounded. They're amazed, and they're glorifying God, which is exactly what they should have done. They give glory to God. And they're declaring, we haven't seen anything like this. Are we in days like that, folks? Oh, yeah. Should we be living like that? Oh, yeah. I think the Lord wants to use us in the same exact way to bring glory to him. Again, I'm Dale. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.